A good day and welcome to episode 70 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steven. As always, I am joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Hello! What a booming <laughs> hello. Wow. Nice to see you, Matt. And this week we are joined by the android queen, Kate. How are you, Kate? I'm pretty good. How are you, Steven? I'm doing well. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. I've been better. I've been better. For the folks at home, your boy is a little injured. Because I'm an idiot and I fell down my stairs and I hurt my ribs. So, life is life is a pain in the ass these days. But otherwise, things are going good. You know, we're alive. We're here. Yeah. We're talking about video games. So I'm happy. It's good to see you both. We have a lot of fun planned this week. And uh, how how's your week's been? It's it's been insane. It's been insane. That's you don't want to hear that, but no. Such but that's is okay. Life, you know, we're here now. Yeah, we are here now. My so reader all... repulsa tweet got seven likes. That's exciting. That's a good day for you. That's a good day. And Kate, how has your week been? It's going pretty good. I'm really excited for PAX at the end of the month. Yes, yes. Can't wait. I'll, I'll I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of housekeeping. We got some some fun plan for PAX. I'm excited. Yeah. Nice. And once again, you'll notice conspicuous by his absence, Manny is not here. I have a sneaking su- suspicion he was the one who pushed me down the stairs. I haven't <gasps> got a hold of him since. So the investigation is ongoing until then. I do have to keep the house clean because I got to tell you, I don't want to fall down those stairs again. So please follow us on social media. We are at plus one player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at plus the number one player. We also have a Facebook page, which of course is facebook.com slash plus one player. So go check out all of our social media sites. And of course, head on over to the website, which is plus one player.com. There you'll find all of our articles, all of our podcasts. And of course, you'll find links to our Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash plus one player. We've been streaming some chill streams lately. It's been fun watching Matt just roam around Skyrim to the soothing sounds of his Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And I know, Kate, you're planning on going fishing, so that should be yeah. pleasant. <laughs> that should be a time. So go check us out on twitch.tv slash plus one player. And, of course, on the website and in the Twitter bio, find a link to our Discord. Come on and join the community. We have a great group of people having fun conversations all day, all night. So come on and join us, unless, of course, you're racist, in which case... Kate does not want to go fishing with you, so no, no fucking fish for you, pal. No way. And after all that, if you've enjoyed the content, if you've enjoyed hanging out in the Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have a great group of supporters, and we would love it if you would join them. So head on over there to patreon.com slash plus one player. And of course can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest patreon supporter that's the sponsor of the show nerdiest brands but i will tell you about that later as i always do and as i mentioned pax east right around the corner march 28th through what is it march 31st yeah yeah march third mm-hmm. march's a long fucking month it's one of those 31 days you know so we're gonna be there just about all the days i'm not sure about sunday uh, but i know thursday through saturday we will be there and we'd love it If you were at PAX East, come and say hi. Hang out with us. We're going to be checking out a bunch of awesome games, especially some of the cool indie games. We're going to check out some of the new things that will be coming out over the course of the year, talking to some great folks, having a good time. And, of course, when all the festivities are done on the show floor, we're going to be going out around the town, and we'd love it if you'd hang out with us. Because we love you guys, and we know there's a good group of the community going, so we're really excited to finally get to meet some of these awesome folks. And a huge milestone, folks. This has been building since October of 2017. Matt Martinez and Steve Bastek are finally 
going to meet in person. That's right. We've been doing this podcast for over a year. And we still haven't met in person. But all that's going to change at PAX East 2019. Magic is in the air, folks. We hope to see you What if we, like, don't get along? That'd be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be fantastic. I think it would really just add to the whole the whole aura of, of I think us so. you know i agree <laughs> so we hope to see you guys all there at pax east we're gonna have a great time and we'd love it if you stopped by and said hello yes please and before we get to pax east we have to get through episode 70 and we have a great episode full of fun things as we always do so matt please tell us what the fuck is on the agenda oh <laughs> aggressive well yes i'm all spicy we- it's been a week <laughs> Well, when your insides are bleeding, yeah, that would yeah. lead to some spiciness. It's understandable. No blood. Um, no blood. No blood. We're going to start out. No blood. So we're going to start off with a St. Patrick's Day edition of Get to Know a Gamer uh, with your favorite host returning once again, Larry, coming back to the show for uh, like a tenth time, I guess. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah, he really just took hold of the host duties like he just kicked matt pat out the door once we figured out matt pat was an imposter mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was not good for the sponsors then we're going to move on to the topic of the pod which is our ode to switch it has been uh re- the switch recently hit its two-year anniversary mark which seems insane to me yeah I know. It's fe- it feels like one year but it's been two wow and we're going to discuss some of our favorite must-play games for the Switch, what we like most about the Switch, why everyone should own a Switch. And we're just going to say the word Switch as many times as we can. Oh, my God. So. Yeah. And we're also going to make our definitive top 10 list. Wow. Which clearly is not going to go as planned. And it's not going to be definitive. Of course not. <laughs> and it might be contentious. It'll end up with very, yes, it will be. <laughs> it will be honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be 10 honorable mentions, (laughs) and that's all. Uh, And then we'll round out the show with patch notes. We will discuss some of the latest news stories and have a little bit of a discussion about them. And then that'll be that. Episode 70 will close, and then we'll be on to episode 71. So I'm going to throw it over to Larry. Come over here, Larry. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Get to Know a Gamer, also known as G2CAG. I'm your host, Larry Rutabaga, back again, and today is our special St. Patrick's Day edition. So let's get to know a gamer. We have two returning contestants this evening, both of whom are returning champions, Kate and Steven. Mm. Could the both of you please share your favorite thing that's green? for our at-home audience. Well, you know, Larry, I think I'm just going to have to say weed. Oh, and there you go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That is green. Sure is. I guess I'll say, off the cuff here, pine trees, because they smell nice, Mm -hmm. and I had one in my yard growing up, and it makes me nostalgic for childhood. That's so nice. How lovely. Our first round is called Dub Pub Hubbub. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. (laughs) I'll give you the name of two bars. Uh-huh. And you need to tell me which is a bar in a video game and which is a bar in Dublin. This is fantastic. This sounds great. Hence the this name. reminds me of Candy Cane Came and Caper. <laughs> Hence the name Dub Pub Hubbub. You get an extra pint. 
see what I did there? I do. I, I get it. If you guess the video game correctly, that so if you so you would first have to guess if okay. which pub is from video game. Right, right. And then And okay. if you guess the video game that it's from, you get an extra pint. But the other person can also steal if you get that wrong. Okay. Okay. So let's us let's us. Okay, so let's get started with dub hub hub up. Here is the first one. We've done a random drawing to see who goes first. If the Avino lands up, it's Steven. <laughs> if it lands down, it's Kate. This seems like a very totally objective. Oh, it has effect. landed up. Oh, Steven. Okay. It's weighted at the bottom. To... <laughs> well, yeah, that's where all the cream <laughs> is. That is where all the cream is at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, all right, Steven. Here's yours. So the first bar is named Stag's Head. The second bar is named Purgatory. Oh, Those are the most basic bar names I've ever heard. So one is it one is going to be a video game and one is a Dublin one or both could be either? One is one and one is one. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's one and one. I'm going to go Stag's Head is Dublin and Purgatory is a video game. That is correct. Wow, good I don't, job. I don't know the video game for Purgatory. Kate. Yes? Would you like to steal? What happens if... get that extra pint? What happens if There's I'm no wrong? point losing, so you can guess. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess that Purgatory... This is like actually partially not even a guess. Um, I, I feel like I recall that Purgatory was the bar in Bayonetta. So it seems that Purgatorio is a realm you can go to in Bayonetta. Oh, okay. I don't okay. think it Gates is a Gates of Hell is the name of the bar. I just Googled uh, it. Okay, so what so, is Purgatory okay. from? Yeah. Purgatory is from Mass Effect 3. All right. I did not the bar play the Mass the Effect Citadel. games. So you have it? probably why. No, I thought we'd been over this. We probably have, have. but I, I never will got continue into to be shocked. Well then, moving on. Steven has one point. Kate, mm-hmm. your first bar is the confession box. Good. Okay. The second bar is the drunken huntsman. Drunken huntsman. Dub pub hubbub. Drunken huntsman is a video game. Confession mm-hmm. box is Ireland. That is correct. Okay. Do you know the video game Drunken Huntsman is from? I want to say Witcher, but I could be wrong. That is incorrect. Okay. I know it. Skyrim. That is correct. It Boom. is from Skyrim. Which which town is it in? Is that in? Ooh, this is this. Could, could I get a bonus? Yeah, he should get a bonus point for that. No. Oh. Okay. Well, is it in White Run? <laughs> that's not the rules. But is it in White Run? Oh, is it the one that's owned by the two elves in White Run? I always shop there for arrows. Yes, it is in White Run. But you did not win an extra pint for that. Well, you know. So says in, Larry. In the audience's hearts, you won an extra pint. You're right. I've won the respect of the David <laughs> princes. <laughs> All right. That's big. Whose turn is it? Steve's. <laughs> Stevens. All right, Steven. Your first bar is called the Hound Pits. Second bar is called the Bull and Castle. I feel like I've heard Bull and Castle in a game before, so I'm going with that one's a game and the other one's a Dublin one. That's incorrect. Ah, damn. The Hound Pits is from a video game. Yeah, I really thought I, I Bull and Castle sounded familiar, and there's no way I would <laughs> I have mean, heard of might a be. Dublin pub. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Kate, do you know what game it's from? The Hound Pits. The Hound Pits. The Pits. The Pits. Oh, Are these all games that you play so far? That's a good question. Well, so Larry, far, we don't know what so, Larry's game so actually, is. I know, but... That's true. Speaking as Larry, I actually have played all these games, but... 
also speaking as Larry, I didn't create this with the intention of that happening. Okay. okay. The hound fits. I don't know. I'll just guess the Witcher again. <laughs> no. Like Hold on to the Witcher. I mean, it's, it's actually from like, I'm gonna Dishonored. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of that. Never played I, it too. I beat uh, Dishonored. Into, into is that the bar? Is, is that the main Kate. bar where you like talk yeah. to everyone? See, I yeah. remember it after the fact. Uh, all right, Kate. Here's your last. This is the last one mm-hmm. for Dub Pub Hubbub. Your two bars are the Singing Maiden and Howl at the Moon. Howl at the Moon is a bar in Baltimore. And in Boston, and, and in Foxborough, every, and, <laughs> and like everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Really? There's not yeah. one in New York. Yeah. Howl at the Moon's all over the place. So I'm going to guess Howl at the Moon is Dublin. What was the yeah. other one called? The Singing Maiden. The Singing Maiden is video game. Do you know what video game it's from? Singing Maiden. For an extra point. No, but let me guess since there's no... Penalty mm-hmm. for guessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Singing mm-hmm. Maiden. I'm gonna guess The Witcher again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was I'm like, just what if it's a guess and say Oblivion? No. Eh. It was from Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, Where? Kate. Kate. Oh, Where Kate. at? You. You have been. You have been I don't exposed know. tonight. <laughs> is it the one that? Think... Is it the one where you meet Dorian's dad? <laughs> I don't know. It's a random one. <laughs> Even the ca- the plush cat's disappointed <laughs> with your performance. Yeah, the, I the know all the bars the by what happens. They're not the sign on the outside. We are at two points, two pints apiece. Two pints apiece. It's a close race. Our next Cheers. round. This is our next round is called Ainter Saint. Oh. You'll be just given a description of what this person is the patron of. Mm-hmm. Oh God. And you have to tell me if I'm describing. A saint in the Catholic Church, or a godly being in a video game. Hence, it's why it's called Ain't or Saint. An extra pint if you name the video game, and another extra pint if you can name the godly being being referred to. Mm. Oh, jeez. Okay, wow. Steve, aren't you Catholic? I went to Catholic school. I'm not a practicing Catholic. But you went to so, Catholic school. Yeah, but the last Catholic interaction I had was when I was like 17 years That's old. still... Okay, I, I'm just saying. You might have okay. an unfair advantage, but all right. I mean, I might know some shit, but like... Oh, honestly, though, that's a good point. They really hammer that into you in fucking Catholic school. <laughs> Here's the first description. Who is this the person? contestant? Uh, Kate, okay. you go first this time. This being, individual, person, is the patron against poison and witchcraft. Okay. Is that a being from a video game or a saint in the Catholic Church? Uh, I'm going to say it's from a video game. That is incorrect. Oh, okay. It's actually Benedict of Nursia, who could easily be in a video game with that yeah. name. Yeah. I didn't know um, they were still okay. like sainting people. Well, this is from like era. 400 or something. Oh, I guess can't, they're always can't stop, yeah. won't stop. Okay. <laughs> right, Stephen, this being presides over the energy of living things. Is that a saint or is that from a video game? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I think I'm going to have to go video game and it sounds like it could be the traveler. So that is incorrect. So it is from a video game. Yeah, so you have a point, traveler. a pint for that. A pint for it's that. Not the traveler. Okay. okay. Kate, do you know what video game that is from? 
presides over the energy of living things the energy of living things i feel like that's like every god in every video game but i know um, it could have just been god like god (laughs) okay (laughs) that was so vague yeah the energy of living things no i don't know okay the video game is skyrim okay nobody got that can anyone name me the god? The energy of living things. Or the godly being okay. that oversees the energy of living things. I know way more about the Daedric princes than I do the gods of Skyrim. Godly could, being excuse me. could be a Daedric prince. Yeah, but they don't. I don't know it. They don't mess I, with I that shit. I honestly wouldn't know it. Hint, this person also hates the undead. Oh, is it? Is it uh, Meridia? Yes! Good okay. job, Kate. I don't know if I should get a pint for that because. Well, I gave me. you one. Oh, well, thank you. How about, how about we three, give her a three. shot? We give her a shot. It's three, three. Okay. We give her a shot. <laughs> You're not the judges. Well, the judges. Larry? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm Larry. Judges? <laughs> Larry's not even, he's not even ready for this. I think Larry's been drinking a few of these pints. Well, this it is St. Patrick's Day. I mean. <laughs> okay, Kate. Yeah. This is yours. This being oversees the environment and stowaways okay environment doesn't sound like catholic church but stowaways sounds like some kind of dumb saint that the catholic church would have <laughs> it's like it's like oddly specific which i feel like a lot uh-huh. of the saints in the catholic church are like oddly specific good point so the environment and stowaways i'm gonna go with video game no oh god damn it you should have just got it so close yeah because you are correct that's how it works in the Catholic Church. Well, yeah, but like the environment. There's a patron is, saint of like. So I saint, lost my shit. I know. It's Saint Francis. Saint Francis of Assisi. He's of stowaways. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think Stone of merchants away. too. All right. Next. This being oversees the weather and a peaceful marriage. I'm gonna say a patron saint. That is correct. Saint Godalive. Oh, God. I would... She also oversees throat trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes comes so with have any... Can you imagine you ha- being the ha- patron <laughs> saint of throat trouble? <laughs> Not really. And the image is Let of her... Let me check your lymph nodes. <laughs> oh, it's, be- it's because she was strangled to death. Oh, oh. Jesus. Oh. That took a dark <laughs> turn. Oh, God. Quickly. All right. That's all we've got for the St. Patrick's Day edition of Get to Know a Gamer. That means Steve is the Patty Prince. Three times. Give him, give, give him a pat. Three pat. time in a row. Good job, defending Steve. Defending champion. Let me tell you, it feels good. feels great. I'm happy to be a member of the G2 CAG community, and especially on the fucking Wall of Champions, because I own the Wall of Champions. I am the Wall of oh Champions. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh. Kate, you, you were Larry. really close. That was 3-4. Very close game. It was, a good, it was a good effort. Uh, it was a very good match. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to Get to Know a Gamer. As always, I'm your host, Larry Rutabaga. And remember to spay or neuter your pets. Thank you, and good night. Well, that was a really great... Bye, Larry. Bye, Larry. What a, what a great session. That was a great session. It's always fun having Larry here. And I liked to dub... A lot. That was a lot of fun. I love how he's able to find new twists on old classics for games, you know? Really? He's a, he's a, he's a clever guy. But now that Very GT clever. CAG is over, and before we get into the topic of the podcast, I do have to mention that 
the topic and the show as a whole is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. And of course, if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Back to you, Matt. Well, on to the topic of the pod where we're going to talk about the switch and give an ode ode to switch ode to for switch. its two-year anniversary i remember being skeptical of the switch before it came out and then it came out and i was like i was wrong well, that's, <laughs> that's a great story that's good of you <laughs> well, to admit I just, that i was I remember, a skeptical i, I remember like this thing, and then i liked this thing well i just we remember like I did not like the Wii U. Yeah. And no I was like, this could definitely break them if this is not good. Like, this could break Nintendo right, if the right. Switch wasn't good. And then it came out, and I was like, damn. It was the one thing that good. made me get a Nintendo console for the first time since the Game Boy Advance. Like, this was the wow. first time I was like, I need to get a Nintendo console again. Because, obviously, like... Nintendo had great consoles. Like, I mean, the GameCube had its crowd for sure. And I then I know the, the Wii was awesome. Like, I enjoyed when it I went was. over to friends' houses and played the Wii. But I still didn't mm-hmm. like need to have it. Nintendo when the came out, DS. I needed to have goat. it. <laughs> DS is the goat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like honestly, yeah, the DS. I feel is. like I'm going to be saying that this whole episode when you guys are like, "Well, this game on Switch is pretty good." And I'm like, "Well, I was better on DS." Oh, ah. Well, I feel like in a lot of ways the, the Switch is inspired it by is. the DS, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. The touchscreen yeah. and yeah. I want to give uh, just... before we get into it too far. I want to get a, give a, just a quick shout out to Tambo because I know this will definitely be his favorite episode we've ever. Oh done. my god! So, he's gonna love you, buddy. He's gonna have this one on repeat. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance he listens to this, or just, he'll listen he's to gonna... it just out of spite with like an angry look on his face. He's gonna be like sitting in the corner, being like. Tendo sucks, but Tendo yeah, sucks, but sure. <laughs> so like this rocking, is how we yeah, rocking back and forth. Yes, rocking we'll, back. We'll and tell forth. him that we gave him a shout out. Then he'll have to listen. You're to right. It. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, right around like 30 minutes in, we give you a shout out. Well, we really want to talk about some of our favorite games. Yes, that's where we want to focus our time. Well, before we like dive into the the games, which we do want to talk about, I did also want to give a shout out to sort of just the design of the Switch. I love it being handheld to like infinity. Mm -hmm. I love walking around the apartment, being able to lay on the couch, sit on the couch, sit in the chair, lay on the bed, and I can just be playing the Switch that whole time, that whole experience. Yeah. It's crazy. No, no, I love it. That was one of the things that really drew me into it because it was the first time where, again, I haven't had a portable in so long. And so that was just like, man. The screen's awesome. Like the the quality of games that are on the Switch was another thing that really drew me into it because because that was my thought. I'm like, yo, when I go traveling, this is gonna be the perfect thing to keep me distracted, mm-hmm. and it, it has been. Like that thing is my favorite travel companion. I always bring it, have it charged up. I got my charging cables just in case if my battery mm-hmm. starts to die because I know like that's going to be my best friend on those trips because there's a lot of time mm-hmm. in the airport when you get there a little too early because you just going to say you, the airport. you anticipate yeah. a long security line and then all of a sudden you fly through so you're like oh cool i have two hours for my flight so let me just sit here and play the switch and it's fantastic let me just sit and chill and play the switch yep it's just very very lovely yeah cool so we got that shout out out of the way yeah <laughs> we can just dive into it just dive let's dive first. in so I have my Switch literally in my hands because I can do that. 
<laughs> you can you can definitely do it. <laughs> I can. Okay, so let's talk about some of our top games for the Switch. Right I feel now. like you and I are yes. going to see eye to eye on our top game. I don't know about that. Well, I feel unless you have Breath of the Wild as your top game, but I was thinking maybe you might push Odyssey a little bit higher than it. I actually, I think I have something. I have something else. I think that's my oh, top really? game. Really? So uh, yeah, it's not a Switch exclusive, but I no, yeah, and I, and I agree. I think we shouldn't do Switch exclusives. I think because there are certain games that are not Switch exclusives that play the best on the exactly. Switch. Okay, that's a good point. Exactly. So let's start out with something that's not our top. Okay. Yeah. That's just a game we really like. Okay. So what's yours? I'm just gonna throw out a very recent one, Smash. Oh, for sure. For sure. That was a joy. It's just so much fun. Played in a group. Kill people. Villager is amazing and my favorite person. You just drop bowling balls on people or chop a tree down. Who doesn't want to chop a tree down on someone? I was a big you- uh, fan of Dark Samus. Oh, no, no, not Dark Samus. It was a Zero Suit Samus. She was my go-to. I absolutely loved the her, her up B was fantastic you were able to get back onto the the ledge Hmm. god that game a lot of fun i just like becoming like a character who has nonsensical things yeah like chopping a tree down on someone how stupid is that (laughs) but it's fucking hilarious or king ddd he's just like a giant guy with a hammer amazing or peach just like float around and fuck people up yeah and that's like one of those just perfect couch co-op games that and we've talked about this plenty of times say the same thing oh geez we're on the same page but like that we talked about it so much how like it, it, you don't see it that often and, and nintendo is still that one console that does it perfectly mm-hmm. and so yeah. that brings people together again because you can have like what like eight people playing matches on that yeah thing. you can mm-hmm. it's crazy <laughs> yeah talk about like the only console where you can have eight people playing a party game together. Yeah, because there's just like not many party games on the other consoles. Like you can definitely find some, but I just I don't think it has the same feel as like Smash Mm-mm. and I'm no. sure we'll talk about like Mario Kart and Mario Party as we go along, but like you just have obviously the nostalgia and then especially this Smash, they were just like, "You know what? We're going to give you every single character. Just just take them all." And that's what yeah. the fans wanted. Except like, Waluigi. <laughs> for some reason. Well, Smash is is I guess on all our lists. Oh, for sure. Who wants to throw one in there? I guess me, because you're staring at me. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. I don't have a ton of games on Switch, and of the ones I have, I really only think one warrants this top 10 discussion. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, and that is, Which one? I think you would both agree, Overcooked 2 yes. is amazing. Oh, yeah. That was on my list. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that on one is, it's so fun. Which we played during our charity stream. We did. And yes. I I recommend it to like every single person I know that has a Switch ever because hmm. it's, the appeal is like almost universal. Like oh, yeah. kids, adults, people who don't play video games, people who play video games a lot, like it's just... Can you explain what you do in Overcooked 2? Sure. To people that may not know. Sure. Well, if you don't know, you should get it immediately. <laughs> so you play as you play as these adorable little chefs, and you have you have recipes that you have to complete within the time limit. And there's all kinds of like wacky barriers or obstacles or whatever in the kitchen. So you have to like toss the ingredients back and forth, or Try not I to fall off. I covered you in tortillas during the charity stream. <laughs> Steve just threw tortillas at me for four minutes. Um, so it's like, it's kind of like a cooking game, but like with um, a puzzle, almost a puzzle-like twist. And then you can play by yourself where you kind of control two people or you can play with friends, both local and online. So it's just, 
it's just a really great fun game yeah for i remember anyone. when we did the the pre-game yeah. awards discussion and how you called like that's what you would vote for like family game and for that won. sure yeah and like that's why it's because it's like it, it does appeal to everybody like you can play that game with any single person that you've ever met even if they're like the most hardcore gamer yeah. or if it's just somebody who's like just seen a console for the first time yeah it's just so much joy because yeah. I love the soundtrack and it. it's so just like the soundtrack is great and like no matter how shitty you're doing in the kitchen it's, it's still super entertaining yeah and like the chef's you unlock chefs as you go through and there's like an octopus mm-hmm. and yeah. a bald eagle and a grandma and like they're just all really cute and and colorful and fun so yeah it's a delight yeah it's just a great game yeah i would say so so far we're completely in agreement on the first so two. far we're good it's gonna devolve real fast I so we have two I, I we mean, have smash honestly, we have overcooked two yeah what I about that like role-playing game you pay, played octopath traveler i feel like we'll talk about yeah. that um I mean, it was fine. Probably not top 10. It was yeah. fine, but, like, I wouldn't call it top 10. Like, okay. again, yeah. what I'm going to I be... definitely think some people may think that would be a top 10 game. I could easily see people, like, putting that in there. Because there's a lot of those, like, JRPG fans who really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I think... Well, and, and maybe this is, like, to come as well. I just think there's going to be way better JRPGs for the Switch. Yeah. This was just, like, yeah, one of the sure. first really big ones from Square. So it was... I guess it sticks out in that way, but to me, it doesn't warrant getting on the top 10 list. Yeah, okay. I hear that. So for mine that I kind of want to throw in there, and because I don't yeah. think either of you have played this, and I, I'm i pretty sure I've talked about this, but this was probably like within the first like 10 or 15 episodes, as I know Manny actually told me to get this game, Golf Story. Golf Story was mm. absolutely awesome. It was a great, like, golf simulator in the sense that it did require a little bit of, you know, accuracy to actually hit the right shots and everything like that. But it was kind of like almost like an old school Pokemon uh, Game Boy game, like RPG. So you'd go and, like, you'd meet characters, you like, rank up your stuff and things like that. And, like, you go to different courses and some courses have, like, obstacles and there's one, like, frozen course that's crazy. So, like, all the courses were really cool, and it is one of those games, too, that you could just pick up with somebody. Like, if I wanted to bring this over to, like, my dad's house, like, hey, you want to check out this crazy golf game I have? He'd probably be able to play it, because it's only, like, two buttons Mm. that you really have to Mm. press. And it's one of those things that I think you can get a lot of enjoyment from people who aren't super into games, but it's one of those things that you can turn people on to games with. Mm -hmm. and the writing was so good like the characters were really entertaining uh there were some characters that would just make you like pull your hair out because they were so frustratingly dumb but the way that they were written was very entertaining like it was witty it was comedic and the story was just a lot of fun like i absolutely loved my time with that and that's another one i can go back to like if i'm on a quick plane ride or something i just want to play like literally a round of golf Mm -hmm. i can do that with golf story and it's 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 another one that's just like I think it was maybe like $15 or something. So it's just one of those just indie games. Barely even think about buying it because it's not a $60 purchase. And then I had so much fun with it. And again, it's just because I got to do that because of the Switch. So like, right. goddamn, I love Golf Story. That's that's one of those ones I'll, I'll recommend to anybody. Okay. I'll let that be on the list because I've heard very good things about it. I have not played it. Oh, I'd recommend it. But I do it. know it's very, very good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You don't even have to be a fan of golf. Like, it's just a really well done game. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to throw out Stardew Valley. This is why. I would agree. It's with very that. good. Super popular. And it is best played on the Switch. You can get it on PC, but it is better on the Switch because you can chill on the couch, farm. Okay. And that's all you need. Okay. 
I was gonna ask why, but, but that makes sense. You can also fish, Kate. Ooh, she's like okay. sold. Oh, you got it. Let's look buy it. I already bought it. She already ordered it on Amazon. <laughs> I think a lot of people also think that Stardew Valley is just about farming, but it's actually like a full RPG right. in there. You are interacting with characters. You're figuring things out in the town. You are dungeon crawling. Mm-hmm. It is like a whole RPG in this little game. I think the fact that it was made by one person makes it even like it. It just adds something to like, holy shit, this is made by one person. This yeah. is so cool. Yeah, the music is cute and fun. There's some combat too, and yeah, I think overall it's just a lovely experience for anyone that wants a lovely experience, and it's best played on the Switch. Okay. So okay. that's what I would throw in there. That makes sense. So we have four right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have yeah. Smash, Overcooked 2, Golf Story, Stardew Valley. And there's a lot more games. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Kate. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else. I mean, I have other games that I've played on the Switch, but they don't. Uh, what are the other games you've played on the Switch that you don't think qualify? Well, uh, No More Heroes, Travis Strikes Again is a $40 hmm set of mini games that is trying to fundraise for No oh More Heroes God. 3. So that does not qualify. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Octopath Traveler is good, but I don't think it's the best JRPG on yeah. Switch. I have to ask about that. Do you think it's not the best RPG, JRPG currently, or do you think it's not the best JRPG because other things will be coming out? It's hard for me to answer that because... There's some other mm. JRPGs that I know are on Switch that looked pretty good. I just haven't played them yet. So, right. like, to me, it's like, well, that looked better than Octopath, but I haven't played it, so maybe it wasn't. So I'm just, like, not comfortable putting it on this list. Okay. Let's put it okay. that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there will, like, definitely be better ones coming out. Like, Fire Emblem is coming out. Um, mm. And I think a lot of games that were or series that were DS only are probably going to be Switch now. So yeah. I just feel like there's going to be like way better ones. Yeah, I can I can understand that. And like in that same vein, um, and Steve, you probably are going to disagree with me, but I feel like Pokemon Let's Go is kind of like mini Pokemon. And it's just... It's not on my top 10. It's I, not, nope, nope, I nope, have it's a not case, a great I have a Pokemon game. It. I have a case for it. I have a case for it. Go, go ahead, Steve. By all means. So Pokemon Let's Go. The reason why I think it should be on there currently is because it's the perfect mix of nostalgia and on-ramp for new fans of the series. Because it combines the Pokemon Go aspects that that caught on very quickly and ended up roping in a new generation of Pokemon fans. So by bringing that into the Switch game, it ropes those folks in to be now, again, new purchasers of these Pokemon content. And the nostalgia of it was amazing. And I loved how streamlined it was going back to it because I was actually playing Pokemon Yellow on my SNES Classic before Pokemon Let's Go came out. And the fact that they streamlined a ton of things where you could actually rank up your Pokemon without having to use each individual one in specific battles was just a great like quality of life thing for the gamer. Like, I didn't now have to grind out, you know, hours worth of battles just to rank up my fucking, you know... Diglet or whatever I had. <laughs> so, Diglett. so I. I think you're giving it too much credit. I don't think I accomplished that, and I think the uh, wild Pokemon throw the ball out it mechanic is far inferior to the battle 
mechanic and capture. It got old I, I very fast for me. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, this is so nice. I don't have to like battle everything." And then like two hours in, and I was like, "Oh, this is so boring." Two hours in, I just I literally just like well. went back to playing Pokemon Sun and Moon on DS. Okay, I agree. I don't think it's perfect. But I also do appreciate the kind of, like I said, the nod to the player's time. I appreciated that. Sure. I love the graphics. I think it's a lovely yeah. game. And that's what I'm but saying. But it's also a remake. I agree. So, yeah, all right, you know what? If you Honorable said mention, Sword. <laughs> yeah. If Sword was already well, yeah, out. Sword right? Shield, sword yeah, Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield is going to be. I think, yeah, and you be. said that is of the course, top. Of course. I'd agree I would probably have you. brought well, that it's, to it's, the it's table. Yeah. Yet, but. All right, right, fine. You know what? Honorable I think mention. honorable mention is fair because you, you did give some good points, I agree. I, I just yes. think as a Pokemon game, compared to what is like the current generation with Sun and Moon, it's just like really not up to stuff. So <laughs> okay. I'm also like a well, huge Sun and Moon fan. So again. I mean, I do have one. Nintendo that TS. There's no way you could shut this one down. Okay. So I'm, I'm just going to delete Pokemon Let's Go off my list since you guys... I put it on my post-it note under honorable mention. You, you poo-pooed I, it. I have a, a post-it. If you guys shoot this down, then you guys are just fucking idiots. Well, better Steve's not leaving. be bad. <laughs> no, it's obviously... I got to put it out. I'm just going to put it out there now. This is going to be... This is right here at the top of my list. One of them. It's Celeste. Like, hands down, it's Celeste. It plays the best on the switch because that game mm-hmm. works as a portable it also works playing it on your tv as a console i mean it came out on other systems like you can get it on ps4 you can get it on steam all that stuff but this is a switch game like it's a platformer it's difficult mm-hmm. it's everything yeah. you want from a modern platformer and the soundtrack is amazing shout out to lena rain who's the composer on it she did a fucking tremendous job it's so catchy even when you're dying hundreds of times in a level you can't stop and you can't even get mad because like you're just bopping around you're like this music's so fucking good but like the way they intertwine the new mechanics as you were climbing up through the mountain and like ascending through the levels it was just perfectly done everything just built to the next stage and that payoff was absolutely sublime like that moment at the end after you had been grinding it took me like around 11 hours i think so after you've been grinding it out for so long dying time after time after time when you finally reach that summit it truly was like one of the more satisfying moments in my gaming life and like that game is just beautiful the story is magnificent considering there's no voice acting. They tell a remarkable story just through text box. And, like, you actually feel these characters. Like, you you feel the personality radiating through the screen. So that game, it was the only indie game in, in the nomination for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. It naturally won Best Indie Game. Yeah. And, like, I think it plays the best on the Switch. That's something that you should play a little bit as a portable. And you should experience it on uh, a big screen TV. I agree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, haven't played it, but I know it's great, asks. so I have no I, oh, objection have with. It. I think it's still pretty cheap too, because I, I, I think when it first came out, it was only like twenty bucks, so you can probably find a sale for that. But every I just time get I see frustrated post, easily with the games. I do too. Die a lot. Yeah, trust me, I do too. And like, I never thought I would enjoy this game, and even after I was dying a bunch, my thumb was killing me because like <laughs> you, you, like they just stay in the same like two spots. I just couldn't put it down. Like I really think it's one of those games that once you start playing, it just like sucks you in. Okay. So every time I see someone post like, "Oh, just got a Switch. What should I get?" I immediately just go Celeste. Get Celeste. <laughs> All right. Get fucking Celeste. Yeah. Bitch. So it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got five so far. Mm-hmm. We have five. We're getting close. 
I'm just gonna throw out the one that that does need to be on the list. An easy, easy, low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Breath of yeah. the Wild. Yep. Low hanging fruit. I think we can all agree. Even though I don't like it, I will agree it needs to be up there. <laughs> yes. I love the fucking puzzles in that game. I love puzzles in general. I love all the shrines. I love the exploration. Uh, I love most of the combat. I love how creative you can be in it. Things I don't like. I don't. I, I wish there were more. I wish there was a better side quest system in terms of like tracking side quests. I wish there was more people you could talk to. And I didn't wish your weapons broke as often as they do. <laughs> yeah. Those are my main two things, but in the scheme of things, they're so minor compared to how amazing a game it is. So Breath of the Wild has to be on this list, mm-hmm. I think. Someday, I think I'll probably try to give it another chance, but I don't know when that day will come. But as of now, go listen to the Hot Takes episode if you want to know my feelings on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was very spicy, that one. All right, now we're at six. Mm-hmm. Who's got seven? Kate, what do you got? You what do you got, Kate? Well, I don't. I don't think this counts, but I'll, I guess we can talk about it anyway. Oh, we sure. can talk about it. So they brought Katamari to Switch, and I feel like it doesn't mm. count because it's a PS2 game that they just brought to Switch. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of going along with what you were saying about like Stardew, how it's just like so nice to play handheld. Mm true like i adore katamari it's so fun and it's it's there is something like extra fun about playing it handheld versus like on a big tv but again i don't really think it should count because it like they really didn't do anything new to it they just brought the ps2 game to switch and right right. kind of like i don't think it's out yet but like the ace attorney games you know, all of these are games that if you haven't played them, I would highly recommend. Mm. And you have a Switch, like, definitely get them. But they're not really, like, doing anything new with it for the Switch. It's just a port. So I can't put them on the list. But I do recommend not them. Not on the definitive list. Yeah, I do recommend them to people who maybe haven't so played them So they can go before. hang out with Pokemon Let's Go. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, So okay, here's They can go hang out with Pokemon Let's Go. I and then here's another one. Like I'm not sure if I feel like it should be on the list, but you guys can discuss Mario Party, the Switch version. Yeah, it's fun, but like I don't think I'd put it on the top ten. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. It would but I agree, it's fun. It's fun, but like it just it just felt like they didn't really do anything innovative or new yeah. with it. I actually don't think it's as good as Mario. Well, the whatever yeah. Mario Party came out on the Wii, yeah, whichever one that aren't one you not able was. to do uh, online play with this one. I I don't know. I've only played it like with other people in a room, so never tried. I online. thought I saw we couldn't do online play, which I thought was a weird. That thing is for really that weird. If that's because true. I get like you know you want to do the couch co op type deal, but that game also very much lends itself to online play for sure. So, I if if I'm wrong, let me know. But uh, so another like... honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, because it is a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, that kind of leads into, we have to put it on. We're going to talk about it. Mario Odyssey. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this... It's so good. This one is right Fucking at the top of my list. love that game so much. It's, it was one of those things that when I first bought the Switch, I actually bought Breath of the Wild, I bought Skyrim, and I bought Mario Kart. So those are the first three okay. games I bought. And then mm. when I wasn't really getting sucked into Breath of the Wild, I that's when I kind of made the switch and I was like, I'm going to get Mario Odyssey now. And once I popped that game in, I just couldn't stop. It was so fucking fun. Like just, it is so good. Everything about it was just a delight. Yeah. 
and it's just that classic Mario field, but it was that modern setting in the fact that it's just like reinvented. I wouldn't say reinvented, but it really did some cool things with the platformer genre in this like modern age where now you have like full 3d capabilities and like everything just felt smooth. The hat mechanic was cool. How like you actually had to build upon, you know, what you learned in different worlds. Like we talked about this last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We did. And just everything about it. The, the level design, as you had mentioned was just sublime. Like I fucking loved going into all like the underwater world was fantastic. And then I know you didn't like the Metro one. I thought it was cool, but like I agree, it's weird as fuck. It's just a little weird. It's Not that I don't weird. like it; it's just weird. Yeah, everyone's so tall, and he's just yeah, like, it's a little odd. He's up to their knees. It's yeah, so it's weird. Because I thought it's he was just a human. odd. <laughs> but like, that was another one. Like, even when you were dying, you're falling off the cliff or whatever. The music, and even when Mario falls, he's like, whoa! And like, it's just so like pleasant, you know. And you just couldn't have a a bad time while you were mm-hmm. playing it. And that's also another game that I you could, again, recommend to anybody. Like, if you wanted to get your parents to, like, get back into the Switch, be like, oh, they made a new Mario game. Your parents would be like, oh, yeah, I know Mario. And um, immediately How they do I get in. the hat on the guy? Uh, I would love <laughs> to watch my dad play this Mario game. Like, what, what, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this hat? <laughs> and it takes also a mechanic that you think is going to be very weird, which is throwing your hat and... Yeah becoming that thing mm-hmm. and makes it like the coolest most interesting thing yeah. and such a central mechanic to the game the fish yeah. the onions the onions are great <laughs> i love the onions <laughs> yeah oh man what a great game i love it's that one. very very good so i think we get we got what seven now yeah we do seven. have seven yeah shit all right so three more. I have to give an honorable mention to a game I know none of us have played, but I know ha- had really good reviews and was a surprise that it was good. Uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. I've heard okay. very good things about it. I've read very good reviews, and it was like a surprise that it was even good. Yep. The reason it's not on top 10 is just because I haven't played it, so I can't speak from experience. Yeah. I just know it has really good reviews. I've read reviews of it. Looks fun to play. Yeah. I just haven't haven't played mm-hmm. it. So but I do think it deserves an honorable mention. Okay. Wait, so is it my turn to throw yeah. Oh, yeah. throw one throw one in the ring? Okay, so eight, I think Mario Kart deserves to be on here. Yeah. Even if it's towards the bottom of the list, it's very good to play on the Switch, I feel. I don't know. It's really smooth. I think it's probably it's mechanically one of the better ones that I've mm-hmm. seen from the Mario Kart series. And again, it was one of the first like because that came out like right when the Switch came out. So it was like here. Yeah, it was like a launch game. Yeah, I, I and it's like because it's eight deluxe, right? It's, yeah, isn't it like a remake or a redo of? Because I think or? on the Wii U we had the eight. I think we had Mario Kart eight on the Wii U, and then they did the deluxe for the Switch. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's what it was. Because there were a lot of games that were on the Wii U and just came over to the Switch. Mm. Like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I would put it like, like I think Overcooked Two is better than it. Hmm. I'd but I do think put, that like, Mario Kart like right around seven, eight, or nine, like right around there. Of the ones we've had, I'd probably put it at ten. Okay. I haven't played Golf Story, so I don't know. Okay. I'd put Golf. But Story of the over ones Mario I've Kart. said, <laughs> yeah. So like Smash Overcooked Two, Golf Story, Stardew Valley, Celeste, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I'd put put Mario Kart Eight Deluxe behind all of those. Mm-hmm. All right. So that there we go. We got our ten. We have our our base. That's our ten. That's our ten. Yeah. Because I still think like Couch Co-op fucking fun game to play with people um, great drinking game too more great fun than mario game. party yeah and it's just like that was 10 it's just a lot I of fun we to were play at eight. 
or no, 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 yeah, no. That was oh, like now we're, we're, oh, we're thinking about yeah. ordering yeah. them. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Because we're getting to the stretch run. So now we need nine and ten. So we need our last two. Yeah, we have two entries. more. I do have a couple that I can throw out here Go easily. for it. Go for it. Really? I only have one left okay. on my end. I have a few that I think could definitely make this list. And I know our list oh, is Oh, shit. A so stacked, maybe so. Mario Kart might be pushed might out. out. We'll see. I, I have to throw it out there to the messenger. I was going to um, ask about first that. First of all. Oh. This obviously was made. Mario Kart's out. It, it might be. Mario there's, there's a couple other here that I think are probably going to put it over. And there's one specifically that I have not played, but I know is a very good game. And I think if we left it off, we'd probably get a little flack from some folks. But The Messenger, obviously, Messenger's people know we've interviewed yeah. Terry a couple times. And it looks like we'll get a chance to talk to him at PAX, which I'm very excited Yay. for. Because they have some DLC coming up. But The Messenger was awesome because it was created as like this ode to Ninja Gaiden. Because Terry had mm-hmm. mentioned multiple times he was a huge Ninja Gaiden fan. Ninja Gaiden fan excuse me. And all he wanted to do was like make his own ninja game. And then he makes The Messenger... The writing is amazing. It's so fucking funny. Like, every single time you have a chance to interact with somebody and read a dialogue box, I highly recommend it because it's just well-written. The humor is spot on. The gameplay is fantastic. Like, you can rank it up so it's almost like this, like, platformer Metroidvania. And, of course, the mechanic where you get to go from... 8-bit to 16-bit mm-hmm. and the soundtrack changes at the same time like it's absolutely amazing like everything about that game yeah. is just well done it got the critical praise that it really deserved because i remember we played that for the first time at last year's pax east and i remember i was like damn this game's awesome and then when it finally came out and we got our hands on it it didn't let us down and mm-hmm. i'm very much looking forward to the dlc but that's another one again it's on multiple consoles but it's one of those games that it just plays perfectly on the mm-hmm. switch so I got. I I would have to put the messenger on my list for sure. Yeah. So we have eight. So two more. Yeah. Yeah. I only have one. What, what's left. your What's your last one? I'm not gonna tell you. Oh. I want I, you to say yours first. Well, I think I know what one of yours is gonna be. Because I. Well, I only have one I, left. Yeah. If I remember correctly, you were playing it on this console. So. Yeah. Okay. Then you probably know what it is. All right. Okay, Steve. Go with hit me with your best shot. So this is the one I think you're going to say. Oh, okay. I think you are going to bring up Hollow Knight. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yes. Okay. That is my so last one. There you go. Let, let's let's go with that one. <laughs> I love Hollow Knight. Yeah. Hollow Knight came out in 2017 for computers. <laughs> computers. And then in 20, well, like all of them, oh, okay. it came out for all of them. And then in 2018, came out for the consoles, including the Switch. It is so fucking good, first of all, as a video game. And it is perfect for the Switch. Platforming, challenging combat, a really cool story that you uncover slowly. The environments are beautiful. The music is beautiful. It is just like the perfect mixture of all of those things. They're coming out with a second one, which is really fucking exciting. And just like, Kate, how you tell everyone to buy Overcooked 2... Mm -hmm. If they have a Switch, if someone says, oh, I have a Switch, what should I get? I'd say Hollow Knight first. It's yeah. my first answer. Hollow Knight is so good. Yeah. And I don't even like games that uh, have, like, punishing difficulty. Right. That's how much I love Hollow Knight. That's actually one of the reasons why I've been interested in checking checking it out. Because I know that you're not as into, like, the whole, you know, Soulsborne types of games. Right. And so that's telling me that it's not... It's basically a game that I could find you know mm-hmm. an interest in mm-hmm. so that's actually if if that's it that would be number 10 on our list if we're yeah. keeping mario kart 8 on the list 
Oh no, I'm done. Well, it depends on what you have so, left. There are so here we go. I have a couple other ones. These are ones I don't expect to be on the list, but I think that they do deserve honorable mentions. Um, first and foremost, Splatoon Two. I never played it, but I understand mm. it was a very good game, uh, competitive multi sh- multiplayer shooter where there was uh, a pretty fair amount of sh- you know pretty fair amount of strategy that was involved in actually playing it. And naturally, the Splatoon characters are pretty well known at this point. Mm-hmm. They made their their time in Smash Brothers, but again, I don't think it is like top 10 another yeah. one i kind of want to give a shout out to skyrim just because skyrim mobile <laughs> is very cool so i know it doesn't belong on a top 10 list but being able to bring skyrim with me wherever i want to go is okay. very cool to me um, yeah. Fair. another one that again i don't think is like a top 10 game but this is another one that i recommend to pretty much anybody who gets a switch because again it's one of those cheaper games it's just a delight to play west of loathing i think it's a cool mm. rpg hmm. you know the the art style is awesome it's just like a white background black stick figures drawn in and like the humor is amazing the gameplay is fun it's like turn-based combat like the special abilities are cool the enemies you run into are really entertaining so west of loathing another one i really recommend to folks but in terms of one that I think does deserve to be on the list, and this is the one I was talking about, I haven't played, but I know it's a very well-done game. It's critically acclaimed. It was up there in nominations for Indie Game of the Year. And this one's Dead Cells. I feel like Dead oh, Cells yeah. is one of those games that, again, it was on multiple consoles, but it lent itself best to the Switch. Like, these types of, like, platformers where you got the the Metroidvania aspect, and again, Dead Cells was a more a punishing game. Like, if you died, you lost things. So I feel like that mm. one... Because, again, I haven't played it, so I can't speak to it too much. I have seen some of the gameplay footage and everything like that. But I think that's yeah. one of those ones, if we left off the list, people would be like, wait a minute. I think You're that's more deserving than Mario Kart. <laughs> All right. I think so, too, especially because Mario Kart is basically like a rehash. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So that's it. We got that on the list. We're taking Mario Kart Mario Kart's off. off. Do you have anything else? That's all I got. That, no? Those were my okay. games. So now we have to order them. Okay. We do have to We've order them. We've got Smash. We have Overcooked 2. We have Golf Story, Stardew Valley, Celeste, The Messenger, Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Dead Cells, and Hollow Knight. This is actually a very tough list. This is very tough. Yeah. Even compare. I would put, honestly, my vote for 10 would probably be either Stardew Valley or Golf Story. I I actually was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I think 10, 9, we don't have to put, we don't have to give them exacts. Okay. 10, 9, Golf Stories, Stardew Valley in either order. How do, how do you matter feel to about us. that, Kate? Totally fine. Okay. Sounds so great. We got 10, 9. <laughs> I didn't play either of them, so I have let's no strong feelings. Right. Seven. <laughs> yeah, let's go to 8, 7. This is how we do our lists yeah. now. Super definitive. I'd probably put Dead Cells 8, I think. I think I'd. But it's also hard to say. Yeah. I would probably. Since we haven't played so yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We haven't played it. I'd probably honestly go Smash Brothers Overcooked 2 here. Oh my god. Absolutely not. I oh, See, that's the thing is I think both of those games are very good. They appeal to large audiences, but in terms of like mechanics, story, I think there's a lot of good in these other games. I think, okay, I think these other games are more full games. Okay, hold on. I think we need to pull Dead Cells just off the ranking entirely because none of us have played it, so we can't fairly speak to it. And then we're going to do top nine. Okay, okay, so Dead Cells is on the list. but Dead Cells on the list, okay. but it's not. All right. We can't, we can't rank, rank it. Yeah, that makes sense. So Either eight way, and so nine Dead Cells putting... is off. Nine, eight is Stardew Golf uh-huh. story. Yeah, I'd still. 
in this section, I'd still do Overcooked and Smash interchangeably. I would put Smash in that section. I would not put Overcooked 2 in that section. I'm looking at these other games, and I just don't see how Overcooked 2 is, like, better than any of them. <laughs> like, Overcooked 2 is a delight. Don't get me wrong. But The Messenger, yeah. Celeste, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Hollow Knight, all of those incorporate so much more than just a I fun see what's thing. Yeah, saying. I do too. So, but let's put Overcooked 2 before Smash, please. Okay. I, actually, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I think Overcooked 2 should, should be before should be Smash. Six. I actually think it's yeah. more fun, and I think it's harder to create yeah, it's completely a original. fun, yeah. cooperative game than it is to create a fun... Single player? Competitive oh, game. Competitive, yeah. uh, competitive. Totally agree there. Okay, 9-8. So 9, Golf, Story, Stardew in 9-8. Seven smash, six overcooked two. This is now we are tough. left. Yeah, now we are left with Celeste, the Messenger, Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, and Hollow Knight. See again because I really... I'd put the Messenger here. Yeah, I I uh, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'm I good agree. with that. Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, the Messenger five. I'd probably put Hollow Knight harder. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think Hollow Knight and Celeste are going to be four through because again, I think my one two are Odyssey and uh, Breath of the Wild, and and this is coming again from Hollow somebody Knight who doesn't so even good. play Breath of the Wild, but I respect what it did. Yeah, you can't. Like, I understand deny. what it did, and like I'm because I feel like me and you at this point because you've played Hollow Knight and I've played Celeste, so me, we're, we're, we're going to be so biased with this. Well, so I think those two could easily be three four. Yeah, I will say Celeste. One has won awards it more has. than Hollow Knight. I don't know if yeah, Hollow no, Knight Celeste won any won awards. A few awards. I don't know if it has. If Hollow Knight has four three Hollow yeah, Knight Celeste. Fair. And so yeah, one and two. then uh, wow, we're so original. One two Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Well, I mean, again, like it, a lot to be said for the fact that they made amazing games in well-known franchises. Just because it, I feel like it takes a little bit more because you're trying to like show these established fan bases True. that you can give them something new. And again, like I'm one of those people who I don't see the huge deal with Breath of the Wild. I understand it. I get it. It, it was a cool open world. You could do whatever the fuck you want. Awesome. But like Odyssey, I really just felt like that was what brought me back into Mario. That really like... I put Odyssey as... I, I would put it as my top game. Oh, I'd, I'd put it as number one. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Kate, what do you think? Can we put Odyssey sure. at one? Sure, we can. Oh, oh! Yes. here let's, is let's the definitive list. Yeah, we are going to piss some people off. to Switch, but... top 10 games. Dead Cells is in there somewhere, but we haven't played it, so it's just on the list. It's floating so, around. Floating mm-hmm. around. Nine and eight, tied for nine and eight, Golf Story in Stardew Valley. Uh, seven, Smash Brothers. Six, Overcooked 2. That's making people angry. I already know Oh, that. yeah. Five. The Messenger, four, Hollow Knight. Oh, that should be number one. <laughs> Three, Celeste. Two, Breath of the Wild, and one, Mario Odyssey. Don't add us. <laughs> oh no, please do. I'd yeah. love to debate this. That's the definitive <laughs> list, all in celebration of the Switch. All of these games are great games. We oh, love yeah. them. If you don't have a Switch, think about getting one. Thinking about sa- saving up some money or asking for it for a for a present it's really a lovely console deserves all its praise i'm very hyped about the 
new releases for 2019. Yeah, no, there's going to so be a lot of cool things. And that's actually one of the things I'm really excited about at PAX is going to the Nintendo booth. Yes. Oh, games. my God. But if you guys have any games that you want to bring up that maybe we missed, or if you have anything to input on the games we talked about, give us a call at 347-509-5620. We love the Switch here. Uh, we know that there's a ton of you guys in the community who also enjoy it. So we'd love to talk to you guys about it. We'll play it on the next podcast. We will. Uh, all right, so we're going to move into patch notes, and as always, patch notes is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Uh, Evil Tim Industries, finding lost things since you've been gone. You can breathe for the first time, <laughs> thanks to Evil Tim Industries. And if you subscribe to Evil Tim Industries, you will be stronger. And you will look great behind these hazel eyes. Miss Independent, don't you want to stay? Yes, I do. Evil Tim Industries. Oh, boy. I've been waiting for a moment like this for, in, for Evil Tim Industries. I'll be quite honest with you. I, I, yeah, my life would suck without Evil Tim Industries. Fantastic. This is Patch Notes 3.7.19. <laughs> in which we update you on the latest gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Who would like to go first? I got a quick one. Okay. So mine is from just EA.com, and it's just mentioning that EA Play 2019, which is what happens at E3 every year, it's all about the games, a.k.a. they're not doing a press conference. So 2019 will mark our fourth year of EA Play. What we envisioned as a celebration of play has become an incredible moment that we love to share with the community each year. We are so grateful for all our fans who have joined us, and we look forward to making this year an even better experience. This year, you'll see less talk and more play, with an event entirely focused on the heartbeat of EA Play, our player communities, and the games they love. First hands-on with some of our biggest games, exclusive content from some of the most popular creators in the world, and free for all to attend. Uh, so basically what it is, it's just another company dropping out of uh, E3 in terms of doing a press conference. And so I don't think it's like a huge deal. I feel like it's actually probably a lot easier for people who are now covering E3 because they don't have to sit there for every single press conference that happens. But I also think it goes towards like what E3 is becoming. I think E3 is now changing. You know, once we saw Sony drop out and now you see EA dropouts, so these are a couple of the big players. So really it just kind of looks like it's like a Microsoft and Nintendo thing. I know Devolver, I love I love Devolver. You got if any, if you guys don't follow Devolver Digital on social media, I highly recommend it. Because they tweeted out, they just go, for what it's worth, we're still putting out an EA press conference, an E3 press <laughs> conference. And uh, I actually thought their press conference last year was one of the best because they just went crazy with it. And that's just like how Devolver kind of does their thing. So I think it's kind of changing more towards like, let's actually like play some games as opposed to let's talk about games. But I think it also shows like, I don't think Sony has a lot to show right now. And I think that's why they dropped out. And it's like, let's just focus on making games. I think EA's in the same boat. I don't think they have a ton of stuff to actually show people. I think it's more just like, you know what? Let's just work on building the stuff because why are we going to waste people's time with a press conference to show them the new FIFA or the new Madden or the new NHL? Because we're going to see Star Wars, Jedi, the Jedi Fallen Order, uh. the Star Wars Celebration. So we're going to see gameplay on that. And I think it's supposed to come out later this year, so it'd be kind of dumb to show it. And then, like two months later, show it again at E3. So it makes sense. But is I, this the death of E3 that we're witnessing? I, I think it's a real change. I don't think E3 will ever go away, but I think we're starting to see a shift because I think companies are now seeing the value in putting on their own press conference 
basically we mm. don't have to pay to put on a press conference here. I think EA just doesn't want to answer questions. They could be that too. <laughs> I think they got they <laughs> got some tough about. they got some tough questions coming their way, and I think they're just about like, anthem. Yeah. See, that's the thing is, I think like E three is a prime time. Like, I feel like E3 is a prime time for them to show new Anthem content and be like, oh, here's what's coming the rest of the year. Sure. Uh, and then they I don't think... have to answer questions about it. And Yeah, because now it'll just be like, here, we're going to have these people play <laughs> yeah. the new Anthem content, which, hey, we'll see. People will be like, is the level one rifle still the most powerful one in the oh, game? Oh, I couldn't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. They're addressing it. They're addressing it. But hey, I enjoyed, I definitely enjoyed my time with Anthem. You can all check out my review of it at plusoneplayer.com slash read. But yeah, that's my patch notes. I think E3 will be interesting to watch this year just to see like how it's different. I, I think, I mean, obviously we know right off the bat it's going to be very different, but I want to kind of see how it all plays out. And again, like Microsoft, they have all eyes on them for better or worse. And I, I yeah. honestly do think this is going to be the year that Microsoft really lays the foundation for their future plans. And I think there's a lot of good to come. And I hope there is because again, like competition just breeds great yep. results for all of us. Yep. So we'll see what they do with the spotlight i also have a small a small one okay this is from polygon by owen good more rumors point to discless xbox one here in spring quote somewhat corroborating or at least aligning with earlier reports windows central says the discless s would hit shelves in may with pre-orders beginning mid-april this is an xbox one s model that would not have a disk drive and cost or would sell for less than $200. So, and these are all unnamed sources, so we don't know whether or not this is true. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, it's interesting that Microsoft would offer a diskless console, a version of the Xbox One, when it's also rumored that that's one of their next-gen consoles yeah. is going to be streaming only, download only. But I feel like they're very much trying to hit the price range like a low end mm-hmm. price range so this oh, yeah. is like clearly for mm-hmm. someone that can't afford a pc because it's basically a pc at yeah. that point yeah. right you can just download games and play them mm-hmm. so it's a, a cost effective option for someone that wants to play video games and maybe doesn't have the money to be able to purchase like a new pc that can play the latest right. video games mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool yeah. like yeah. i hope that i do hope that that's like the the market they want to bring video games to which would be great timing does seem a little odd i guess like we're on the cusp of next gen right right it's rumored that one of their they'll have two next gen consoles and one will be streaming only Mm. so it's like why are we doing this right now like dipping their toe in the waters a little bit i guess yeah i guess it's more like a why not sort of situation right and i mean there's some fun games that they could play like like you could play Sea of Thieves, you could play Forza, but there's also just like a lack of Xbox games to oh, play. Oh, I know, yeah. And honestly, though, so, the, I don't know. the Game Pass, though, I feel like the Game Pass is worth it. That's true. Just in itself. Yeah. And, I, and I, I love what they've done with it. And that's honestly one of the only times like with Game Pass that I've actually ever contemplated getting an Xbox. But I'm at mm. that point now where it's mm. like, I, you know, because like you said, run that custom. Yeah. Why am I going to spend money? on right. an xbox I'm just gonna wait because i have a pc yeah. so if any of those games that come out i can just play it on pc so yeah so we'll see yeah. it's a rumor we'll see how much of it's accurate we'll see the cost point that it comes in yeah and um but i know like microsoft's whole thing with with xbox and gaming has consistently been we want as many people to play video games as possible yeah um you know they had that the um 
accessible controller. Yeah. So it's cool that they're making a cost-effective option rumored for folks that uh, want to play video games and maybe don't have the access to money that other people do so yeah and shout yeah. out to matt out because back on the future of consoles episode he brought up he's like are we gonna see a discless console it's like yeah matt literally mm. this year <laughs> yeah he is so, our seer yeah, the he oracle because he always has the high ground he sees everything okay so mine is um sticking with the nintendo theme here and i also think i don't know i thought this this made me think about some stuff i thought it was really interesting um so hmm. this is from kotaku from um, our buddy Ethan Getch. Nintendo is reportedly toning down microtransactions in its mobile games. Developers behind some of the free-to-play mobile games Nintendo has published in recent years say the company has told them not to be too aggressive with microtransactions, that these games tend to rely on to make money, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. Where individual studios Nintendo partners with are looking to profit off of the games, the paper reports, Hmm. a source familiar with Nintendo's business strategy said that the company sees these games more as ways to promote its brand and characters. So I, that, that sort of like switch in thinking I thought was really interesting. Um, Using Hmm. it as more of a marketing tool than just a, you know, one for one transaction thing. Um, right. And so I, I play a lot of Fire Emblem Heroes, which is a Nintendo mobile game. And like after reading this, like it kind of clicked because they don't like you can buy um, currency in that game, but they don't really shove it down your throat at all. When you log in, like it's not like front and center, like in other mobile games where it's like, here's the new latest bundle you can spend oh, yeah. $20. <laughs> like there's none of that. Like there's just a little thing in the corner of the app that says store and it's very unobtrusive, and you know, I I just think that's like a really fascinating approach to to mobile games because ev- like up until now, everyone's like, well, you know, they have to they have to sell microtransactions. These games are free to play. Like, how else are they making money? Mm. Well, if I play Fire Emblem Heroes and I like run into some characters from a Fire Emblem I didn't play, and I buy that Fire Emblem, that's how they're making money. So right, right. I just I think that's really interesting, and um kind of fits into the like good guy Nintendo narrative that has been going around a lot lately. Just this whole episode. This is literally like Tambo's yeah. biggest nightmare. I love this episode. But <laughs> but it's true though. Like you know, all like all of the games we mentioned, I feel like none of them have like some of these sort of greedy or corporate overtones that are like Yeah. that we mentioned in the games as a service episode or anything. Like it's all just like we really love, you know, it's either like the messenger where like I just Terry just loved Ninja Gaiden and wanted to make a game or like Mario these beloved characters that are just coming back yeah. again and again so I don't know I think that's I think that's really interesting and I think that that model could get them like I think that's just a really interesting approach at uh mobile games I think <laughs> uh, yeah because I think what it goes to is like with some of these like bigger games that comes out there always seems to be like some like little dark cloud hanging over them. Yes. But I feel like that never happens with Nintendo games. I feel like there's definitely like critiques like that. That always happens. Like people aren't happy with like how a game turned out or something like that. But you never have like this malicious like outrage over some of these Nintendo games. Um, and again, that could also be like recency bias and things like that. But a lot of these games, it's just like I play them and I don't think of all of like the shitty things that go on in, in the gaming industry. I just think of like these games are fun to play. And it's because like you said, they're not just making it like all about like here look at all these things you can buy and then too what they do is like i love 
on the Nintendo eShop. Like when you buy stuff, you get like what is it like the e coins or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You and then eventually you can use those to get discounts on other things that you buy. Like it's little things like that that yeah they suck with online. I I, I mean of course like yeah. Nintendo is the worst at online of all of the video games in the history of video games. It's actually to the point where it's kind of adorable how bad they are. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, those little things are like, hey, if you keep buying stuff with the shop, we're going to give you points, and then you can redeem those points and take money off of other things that you buy from the shop. It's like, great. That's yeah. incentive for me to download games from exactly, you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, like, yeah. Yeah. And, it again, this whole thing of, like, you know, we want you to play our mobile games because we want you to love our characters and our brands. That's yeah. That's just, like, such a great and wholesome marketing tool versus oh, play our mobile game, but if you want to be good, you're going to have to spend lots of money to get the best yeah. characters or whatever. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool. And and I, I will Kudos say... Kudos to Nintendo. Yeah, I will say at least my experience with Nintendo mobile games seems to corroborate that report, so... That's been Patch Notes 3.7.19. So, Stephen. Yes. Would you like to round out the pod for us? I would. We actually do have a voicemail, so let's check it out. Whoa! Yeah! Who? Who could it be? Hey there, players. This is Reese, long-time oh, listener, many-time caller. I just listened to your episode about level design, and what a topic. I mean, you guys could probably do a spin-off show with every every episode focusing on a different game. I uh, really love the discussion. Uh, I would have hmm. probably talked about Undead Berg and Undead Chapel in uh, from Dark Souls or uh, hmm. World 3 of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. It's a uh, I've heard African that's so good. kind of motif. And the way the music and the level design all mesh together with what they have going on is just extraordinarily beautiful. Uh, but the reason I'm actually calling is because uh, I wanted to grab those sticks and tell you guys what I've been playing because I'm oh. kind of jazzed about it and just wanted to highlight it. Um, Wario's Woods came out, I think it was last month, on uh, the NES uh, console thingy for Switch. And uh, famously, it was the last NES game released. And I had never played it before, but it's an excellent, excellent puzzle game. And so for any puzzle hmm. fans out there... Uh, if you haven't tried Wario's Woods, I really, really, uh, I really, really recommend it. Um, it reminds me a bit of Catherine, uh, oh, not so much Catherine. in the way it plays, but Obviously. in the way that um, you're given a simple set of maneuvers that you can do to manipulate the block. But then hmm. there's all these ways that you can combine those movements to get really cool combos and to pull off some really cool stunts. And, um, you know, when I started it, I felt like it was just average. But then as I accidentally started matching things up in ways that I didn't realize I was going to, um, it really brings to life all these different options you have to line up three of a kind and make those uh, guys disappear. And it's also fun because Wario is a fucking creep like he always is <laughs> all right anyway just wanted to point that out for any other fans of puzzle games uh if you've got a switch if you've got a switch online check out wario's woods it's a good one all right keep going players 
Until next time. Thanks, Reese. Thank you. What a great, so much great voice. And I gotta say, like, is he psychic? Like, he I know. Knew, like, this I is know. amazing. Like, this per- tied in perfectly. He's got a little of the last episode, and he's got this episode. Yeah. Amazing. We did. We did not tell him what the topic was, so that was incredible. Now I want to play that. But I've that's- heard Tropical Freeze has such creative level design, so I'm so glad he brought that up because I, I haven't played it, but I've heard it's really, really good. See, that's one thing is like I would love to go back and play some of the Donkey Kong games because again, like I wasn't really an Nintendo mm. console player, and so like I feel like I missed out on a lot of really cool Donkey Kong games. But what he brought up is one of the things Donkey the- Konga. Donkey Konga. What he brought up was one of the things I think Nintendo does right with the internet is that they do give you some of those NES classics. I love I think that. Cool. Yeah. So Wario's Woods. Well, yeah. Give it a, he, give it a, give it a he check. He compared it to Catherine, which I yeah, you I seem freaking to get love excited about Catherine. That. <laughs> it's a great game, and yeah. both of the main characters are named Catherine, which is my real name. But it, yeah, it's a fantastic game. But thank you so much for giving us a call, Reese. We really appreciate it. As always, your voicemails are always the best. So if you guys want to give us a call about anything that we talked about this episode regards to the Nintendo Switch or anything on the previous episodes, if you have some levels that you really wanted to bring up that you really enjoyed, give us a call, 347-509-5620. Let us know what you're thinking, and we'll play it on the next episode of the podcast. But now it is time to wind down this episode. And if you've enjoyed this or any other episode that we've done, go on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is. Give us a rating, leave us a review, subscribe to us. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And if you've enjoyed this episode or anything else we've produced, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every dollar you send us will go right to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. We have an awesome group of supporters, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, and we'd love it if you wanted to join that rad group. We wind down episode 70, as we always do. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we will talk to you all very soon. Episode 70 will close, and then we'll be on to episode 71, and then that'll be that, <laughs> and that door will close, and then we'll be on 72. Then we all die and wonder what this was all for. And oh that's my how God. it goes. <laughs> but it doesn't matter because I got my Chardonnay. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 oh, oh. <sighs>